The Back Observer's Mac Geek Gab, number 31 for the week of December 26, 2005. Greetings, folks, and welcome to the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab. I'm Dave Hamilton, and he's... John, John Braun. There you go. Hey, what's with the band? Yeah, they, they're you know, still they're, playing. They're, they're hyper. It's early. We're doing this in the morning, so you oh, know. Are they, are they, they jacked up on caffeine too? Yeah, oh yeah. No, they don't know what oh. to do. They don't know what to make of themselves. Yeah, this is unusual. Yeah, so I'm uh, usually not, not doing a uh, coffee for the show, but I am now. Some nice Kona coffee. Oh, that's good. So, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and uh, all of that good stuff. Yesterday, of course, you know what yesterday was, don't you, John? Uh, Sunday. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's, I mean, December twenty fifth. That's a that's a special day, right? Uh, Christmas for for those that celebrate that sort of thing. Yes. Oh well, actually, I was thinking about that uh, back in nineteen seventy three. It was the day that the ARPANET crashed uh, when a programming bug caused all ARPANET traffic to be routed through one server at Harvard University, and it actually caused well, what we call the internet today to freeze. Kind of. Oops. Yeah. But yeah, yeah there's so- that Christmas thing that happened yesterday too. We had someone do that in the workplace one time when we were just starting to learn how to do TCP/IP, and it was before people were, uh, you know, doing dynamic allocation. And uh-huh. One person switched the field for their IP address and their gateway. Yeah. So their machine Ooh. turned into the gateway for the whole building. Well, actually, there were two of them. So how did they? How were, did they hijack the gateway address? Uh, they accidentally transversed their the the field for their IP address and the field for the gateway. Wow. So their IP address to be the IP address of the gateway. So and uh, so I'm surprised their computer. I'm surprised their computer let them do that. Uh, well, this was you know way back like the ah. beginnings of uh, IP stacks and stuff gotcha. like that. So oh, uh, yes. so there were two machines with that address, and of course we know what havoc that causes. Plus, it was the IP address of the gateway. So you know, <sighs> evil. <laughs> wow. All right. So uh, today we uh, we actually have, uh, believe it or not, a topic that that was caused uh, or brought to our attention by uh, something that's happening in in my world here. Jeff uh, Jeff Costad, one of the folks that works with us, one of our sales reps over at Backbeat Media, called on Friday and said his Mac would not boot. So we are going to uh, use him as a case study uh, and a jumping off point for uh, talking about all the things to do when your Mac won't boot. Uh, so that's the, uh, the 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 major topic of the show today, and then of course we've got some audio comments to uh, talk through and a little bit of listener feedback to answer. But first, we need to thank our sponsor, Kowali. Yeah, Kowali, K I W A L I, uh, and they make uh, cases for iPods. We've been talking a lot about the Mini on, right, John? Which uh, which you say actually fits something uh, that you got the other day, right? You know, um, Santa or you know, whoever whoever brings the presents got mm-hmm. a very very nice present here. Got a nano. Sweet. And you know, I'm actually catching up here because you know, uh, you know, for those who are regular listeners, you know, I tend to have a piece of hardware, and um, you know, it kind of gets dated. And uh, and right now with the nano here, uh, my 4G iPod is looking like you know, kind of like the battlefield phone. You know, big and huge. And then I look at this thing. Now, of course, this only holds one tenth of it, but uh, right. Man, you know, uh, the, the one thing I'm amazed with, the screen, and then we'll get back to that. Can we talk <laughs> but, about Kowali? They, yeah, they, they, are, they do that. pay us, you know. <laughs> yes, and, and the Nano does fit in this case. I'm like, you know what, because I'm kind of jumpy about the Nano, but it does fit in here. I don't think it's designed for it, but it, it does fit in here. Yep. Uh, and they, they, they actually sent me a couple of things that I want to I want to send to you. They arrived late Friday afternoon, believe it or not. Um, 
and the, the male guy was not all too happy to be uh, mm-hmm. delivering them. But uh, anyway, the thing is called the Shuffle Deco, which is a removable adhesive vinyl jumpsuit for the Shuffle. And it, it uh, they sent me a whole pack of them. There's 20 different designs, and they're all these kind of like Eastern looking sort of things. And uh, and they just wrap right around the uh, the shuffle. Presumably, I don't have one, uh, but I know you do, John. So oh yeah, that's that's one of the iPod models that I simply don't have here. So that's uh, that's it looks very cool. They've they've got them coming out uh, for the Nano as well, uh, but they're not uh, not available quite yet. In fact, we may have some to give away at our podcast uh, on the show floor at uh, at MacWorld Expo, which will be Tuesday afternoon at two thirty, and I believe it's booth seven forty nine. If I'm not uh, my memory serves me, which I think it does this early in the day. Uh, but anyway, the Shuffle Decos sell uh, in two packs. So you can pick one design and you get two of them in case something happens or your friend steals it. Uh, and that's seven bucks a piece. Or you can buy all 20 for uh, for 39 bucks. And that's from Kowali, K-I-W-A-L-I. Uh, and I will take this as an opportunity to thank everyone who has been consistently sending in their uh, their their thoughts. Uh, my Bell's palsy is getting better, as you can probably tell. I'm still, I'm probably at about 50% with uh, movement in the face, but uh, it's not uh, not so bad. You uh, sound It's getting better. That's good. That's, I'm trying, you know. I can kind of do the Elvis thing with my lip now, you know, which uh, that, that, that started like Friday, so that's pretty cool, <laughs> you know. All right, some, so uh, let's pictures. just jump right in here. Yeah, you know that's one thing I really haven't been doing is uh, is taking a whole lot of pictures of of this whole process here. It's uh, it's not necessarily a pretty sight. So, I I turn I turn my face to the to the right when uh, when people are taking holiday pictures and that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about. Well, yeah, our topic, our, our topic for the day. Uh, we should have a theme song for that too. And actually, I wanted to thank everybody who has sent in promos uh, for the show. There have been a couple of you that have cobbled together uh, promos of, of differing, varying lengths and, and content, and I really, really appreciate it. And I'm going to go through some of these, and John and I will figure out what works and and uh, and start running them around out there. So, uh, so the when your Mac won't boot. So, uh, what's happening to Jeff? And, 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 and I've seen happen before is he's, he's, he's getting that, that screen that the kernel panic screen, uh, which some of you Ooh. may, may know of, or yeah, the, the one where, where you get, uh, text in a jillion different languages and, uh, and it, it doesn't look so pretty. I've seen a few different, I've seen, I've seen the text dump actually, which that's yep. a really bad yep. one where it's like text over the graphic. I've seen the. One that yeah has it in the language, or whatever. It's like you know something bad happened. You know, hold down the button to restart yep. your Mac. The other one that's kind yep. of dreaded is the file folder with the flashing question mark. Oh yeah, that's even worse. That's right. Saying I can't find. Well, yeah, and actually, let's them. talk about. Let, right, let's talk about those. Right, because the file folder that you mentioned is exactly that. It it means it can't find the drive, um, and that that typically means that there's some disk corruption. Uh, what kind of disk corruption? Hard to say. Maybe the drive itself, hardware failure, or it could be, you know, uh, B trees getting out of whack or, or that sort of thing. So I have something to offer in that case because I have some weirdness. Um, it was actually a coworker yep. who had this problem. And just one recommendation, if you haven't done it yet with your machine now, is make sure 
in the startup disk uh, system preference that you have a startup yeah. selected. Because what will happen, and actually yeah. I saw this happen That's to a, a good, coworker. Good He's advice. Like, you know, my machine, it, it's not starting up. What's wrong? His machine was actually trying to do a net boot because sometimes oh. the order in which the Mac tries to do this stuff gets kind of jumbled, and it was trying in vain to find a netboot machine, which was not on our, our corporate network. So he's And I'm like, you know, I, let's make sure that you have a startup disk to find. And once he had that, it was beautiful. It would, it would boot up lickety-split. So, so if you haven't set it already, make sure that you have one selected, or otherwise the, the, the machine isn't always too smart about or, or maybe too smart uh, about what device it's trying to boot off of. So, I just well, yeah, it, it doesn't out. know. I mean, it, it, there are many options that your Mac can, uh, can boot from. And, uh, and if you don't tell it what one you want it to boot from, well, it's, it's got to either, you know, guess, which computers aren't really that good at, or it just picks something and whatever the default is, and that's the end of it. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's actually great advice. Uh, so, so with, 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 with Jeff's machine though, it's getting past that. It's actually finding the, the disc to boot from okay. and, and, uh, but getting, getting this kernel panic. So, so the first thing that, uh, that I would do in, in, in that case is it may still be some disc corruption. Maybe there's something that it's not reading right. Um, uh, so the, the easiest thing to do is to go into single user boot when you say, John, Right. So to, to do that, of course, you hold down command or the Apple key for uh, for those of you out there that, that call it that uh, and S for single user. And you, you hold that hold. You start the machine up and then immediately hold that down. You hold that down until you see uh, lines of scrolling text. And at that point, you can let go of the command S. The computer knows what you want it to do. And it just is following its instruction at that point. Mm -hmm. Hopefully your computer will come up to a command line prompt there. Uh, and Apple is actually in their infinite wisdom, put, uh, put some instructions right there in the command line prompt to run a program called, uh, FSCK or file system check, which we've talked about before, but, uh, but basically that, that runs through the drive and, and will repair any corruption. And, and there's a specific command to type and it's right there in front of you. It's slash SBIN slash FSCK, uh, boy, space dash Y space slash, I believe if I'm not mistaken, but. Wow. You don't have to remember that. You don't have to write it down. It's right in front of you when you need to type it. Yep. Uh, unfortunately for Jeff, uh, it doesn't get that far. In fact, for him, he gets to a kernel panic, uh, which is not such a good thing. But uh, the FSCK can fix a lot of different problems that, that happen on the drive. And we'll talk about Jeff's thing in a little bit here uh, because there's some other things you can do as well. Um, yeah, my experience, John, I don't know if, Go ahead. All right. Well, I'll toss out a couple. Of, well, one thing that you did mention, which I think is also another thing in the boot process. Now, I'm pretty sure because yeah. when you mentioned the Apple key, now I believe it's either the Apple or the option, but there's a, <clears throat> I can't do it right now, but there is a key when if you hold no, it you down. Can't. What? <laughs> you can't, you can't you reboot it. your computer right now. <laughs> No, oh, of course, but I have the other computer. But anyways, there's a key that you hold down. I'm pretty sure it's the Apple key. It may be the option key, but if you hold it down while you're booting, you'll get this nice graphical menu of all the... It, it's kind of like a startup disk control panel, but it's there when the machine starts up. Yes. And it'll it's the option you, key. Uh, yeah. But it's the option or the alt or the option key. Okay. It's the, correct. Yeah, the alt or option key, depending on whose keyboard you've got. That's right. So that's also handy because sometimes it's just good to show you what 
the Mac thinks is there as far as partitions or devices it can boot up. Like, for example, it will show you a CD. If it sees a CD there, it'll show you one or more partitions. Um, so, so that's another thing. If, if there are booting troubles, do that and just see what the Mac thinks is available to boot off of. And, you know, hopefully one of them you'll be able to, to boot from. Yeah. That one I like. Of course, there's holding down the C key. If you put in a CD, that's, that's, uh, that one's pretty straightforward. Sorry, folks. We got out of sync a little bit there, but I think we're back in business. Um, John, you're here with me, right? Still, I'm here. Okay, good. Yeah, we were yeah. just talking about a, a couple of other things that you can do on a you know system startup, just to see what the Mac thinks is the, there. The, the one thing with that option key option is that uh, you you hold down option when the when the Mac starts up and it goes through this process. The 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 cursor, the mouse cursor, will turn into a um, a spinning clock. You know, the the watch kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it will stay there. It's either that or the beach ball, but but something that doesn't let you do anything. I believe it's the, the watch, but yeah. it will stay there for a long time. Um, and you cannot, even if it comes up with the option that you want right away, you cannot select that option until the mouse cursor comes back to being a a pointing cursor. So uh, th- just be aware of that. Don't don't freak out about it. It may take. It may seem like forever. It's usually only a couple of minutes, really. But yeah when you're panicked about your, uh, your Mac not starting up and you have nothing to do but watch it. A Don't couple of minutes. Yeah, anymore. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, now one thing about, uh, about FSCK, I just want to jump back a little bit with, with mm-hmm. uh, previous versions, uh, pre tiger 10, three and, and prior, when you ran FSCK, it was like the old days of running Norton. You had to run FSCK. And if it found problems, it would, it would offer to, it would fix them. And then, uh, and then dump you back at a cursor or a prompt rather. And, and my advice always was run FSCK until it runs through and finds no problems because sometimes a problem that it fixes will allow it to, in an earlier step, see a, another problem that, that it, that it didn't find initially. So, uh, you, you want to run it until it, until it's totally finished, uh, or until it sees nothing more uh, all the way through. And as of 10.4, believe it or not, it actually does that for you. So if it found and fixed problems, it will start over at the beginning again, uh, which is a very handy little thing. But uh, and and often that can, that can fix problems. But there are times when there is disk corruption that uh, that FSCK simply cannot fix. And, and John, I'll let you uh, tell us what your what your favorite option is at that point. Um, a few things. Now, one, well, I'll tell you the most favorite. Of course, you um, you should have um, with your Mac. You may have to dig through piles of CDs and stuff. But another thing is you may want to boot off of your install CD, um, which also has something called Apple Hardware Test. I'll talk about that in a moment because that's another thing yep. that I like. In, uh, in my, well, I'll talk about that now. Apple about Hardware now. Test. Yeah. Um, now, how to get there. That, that's, that's using your option key, right? you got to... Some, the earlier Macs would include it as a separate disk. It seems the, right. mo- the, 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 the most current Macs now, it's actually something that's usually on the first installed disk. Yeah, well, there's only one usually. It's the, with the DVD, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but Apple Hardware Test is nice because it also, in addition to just doing more like a hardware level thing, I, I don't believe, or does, no, I think it does do kind of the the disk, uh, no, it doesn't. No, I think it's just more a hardware level test. So make sure yeah. your modem, your airport, the motherboard, stuff RAM. like that. Cause yeah. It could be a problem that's beyond a corrupted disk. So Correct. Apple hardware test, which comes with the machine, um, is, is a good thing to do. But then uh, also is that if you do boot from your install CD, 
Um, there is a way. Uh, this utility is, you know, one of the uh, Apple included utilities, and there is a way here. I see. Uh, you know, once you do boot, rather than installing the OS. Which yeah, right when you get to that first screen, right where there's no, uh, you haven't started the installer, right, John? Right. Right. So you want to you want to go there. There's an installer menu, and then under installer, um, there's a bunch of options, and one of them is Disk Utility, yep. which is Apple's utility that does. Um, you know, it's worth a shot. Um, you know, it's nice and graphical. It's not like, uh, you know, the command line thing we were talking about before. But it will check the disk for corruption, you know, B trees, directories, stuff like that. It's also one that you may have to run a couple of times in order for it to, to give a, a thumbs up. Or yeah, it, it basically, it, it, the, the disk check, I believe, and, and someone please correct me if I'm wrong, but my, my assumption was that, that disk utilities disk check was no different than FSCK. Uh, and again, I, I may be incorrect on that, but uh, but I, I'm pretty sure that, that, that that's all just now. The, the permission repair and all that, that's totally different mm-hmm. uh, from FSCK, but but I'm pretty sure the disk utility, the, the verify and repair disk itself is, is simply an, a graphical front end to FSCK. Is that, did you, did you, uh, were you of that thinking too, John, or, or hadn't? No, I was not. Okay. Underneath the covers, it, uh, it may in fact be doing that. Yeah. Someone, someone please do correct me if I'm wrong, because I'd always assumed that they were the same. They will. I know they will. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I love about this. This is great. That's, it's one of the best things about, uh, about podcasting as far as I'm concerned is it, it, it just, this whole medium engenders this, this two-way conversation and it's it's killer i think it's freaking awesome actually mm-hmm. so this utility um yep. it's good because it's uh you know it's it's graphical and for those that are kind of you know kind of nervous about yep. the, uh, about command the line, command line yeah makes me nervous well yeah you'd rather not see that sort of thing on a mac <laughs> yeah well you know it's not a bad thing though if you well if you're comfortable comfortable with it and yeah we may be doing another show on the terminal i know you you folks have been asking for that so we might we might throw throw another one in uh, so, but when disk utility or FSCK don't work and you still have drive corruption, there are third party options. Now in the old days, I would always, always have jumped first to Norton, but these days, uh, that seems like about the worst thing you can do. And it's sad because they really kind of had the market cornered for, for many, many years, yeah. at least, at least in the OS nine world. And you know, my reflection is that they started once it got up to OS 10, uh, I think the thing that really got me was that when there were newer versions of OS 10, yeah, they really kind of slipped as far as like, now I won't blame them. It, it didn't work because Apple does make a lot of changes right. in the, uh, you know, like tiger 200 new features. Um, mm. you know, I don't know if they were all 200 major features, but you no, know, it, sure in every won't. OS things change sometimes underneath the covers, it's some major changes. Um, but they really were lagging as, as Apple was updating the OS. And so basically your Norton utility just, wouldn't work anymore. Yeah. Or, I mean, I don't think it damaged anything, but it would just kind of, you know, throw up its hands and say, I, I, I don't know what to do. So I give up. Yeah. It, it just, it so. didn't, it didn't solve problems. And I actually, I saw it a couple of times, uh, cause some problems on, on a Mac, but that, that actually can happen with any disk utility. And, and really, you know, before we go further here and, and trust us, we'll go further. Uh, the, the, having a backup, is is imperative here and one thing that you can do before you start any of this stuff is start your mac up by holding down the t key 
and put it in what's called Firewire Target Disk Mode, and and it should come up right away with a, a floating Firewire logo. It's the only; it'll be the only thing on the screen. You restart your Mac, hold down T, and immediately it's a it's a bias thing. Uh, it'll go into you know uh, Firewire Target Disk Mode, and at that point, it's a really really expensive Firewire drive, um, and you can plug that into any other Mac or maybe even a Windows machine if it's built to see it, or if it's got the right drivers. But but certainly plug it into any other Mac. And you can copy your data off in, in theory, assuming that the drive isn't totally hosed. Um, I wouldn't recommend making any write changes to the drive, but you could, of course, run run disk utility that way too. But that it's a that is one way of getting data off of the drive, especially with a laptop. where taking the drive out is you know a, a real chore and very dangerous because the laptops these days, it, at least in my experience, the, the latest round of PowerBooks, it's a pain getting the drives out of them. Oh boy. <laughs> I used to yeah. do it in the in the tie books. I had no problem. Oh, that was okay. It was K. Off the bottom cover and, uh, and it's the right, there. right there. Yeah, and, yeah. There, and there are sites. Uh, we we may want to highlight them. There are sites for the curious that. Yes. Oh um, sure. Accelerate your the, Mac. XLR eight your Mac is uh, mm -hmm. is one of them. It'll show you how to take it apart. But yeah, mm -hmm. like the like this one here, the PowerBook uh, twelve inch that I have here. Mm -hmm. Man, you basically have to take the whole machine apart to get to the yeah. pretty much anything. I mean, it's nice and compact, but yeah, it's not designed for accessibility. Correct. Of the uh, parts, except for the RAM, but um, yeah, RAM's easy, right? You're right, right. All right. So, uh, what what uh, what's your favorite these days? What's your favorite third party utility, John? Or do you do you have multiples uh, that you use? Because I have I have multiple ones that I use. Yeah, the last one that I used, and you know, we hooked up with these guys. I'm sure we'll see them again at MacWorld. But yep. um, I like Drive Genius. Now, you know, this does bring up an from interesting from point. ProSoft, right? From ProSoft, that's yep. a really nice one. It yep. does a whole pile of things, and actually, it does. You know, yeah, we did meet with them last year they have a nice comparison chart and at least at that point in time they were pretty much on the top of the game as far as the utility that did you know almost everything now of course they yeah did, you know tweak yeah. their comparison chart a little bit but very full featured it does a whole bunch of stuff and that's one of my favorites but it it, it brings up an interesting point in that and actually someone wrote me about this maybe you have an answer for this dave this i'll try stump the geek stump the oh my god you can wait you i'm can so, you're not allowed to play that game <laughs> sure i can so actually, okay. um, one of our listeners, um, I, I don't have his name in front of me, my apologies, but he was like, you know, I downloaded this to try to fix my Mac, but here's my problem. I can put it on a CD, but how do I make the CD bootable? Uh, I don't believe the version that you download from them allows you to boot. No, it, no, it's just the utility itself, but I guess right. the question is, I've done a little digging on this. Now, maybe you have updated info, but... How does one make a bootable CD on a Mac short of copying an existing? You see uh, where I'm getting at here? Yeah, there, there's a there's a utility uh, that 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 exists out there, uh, and I can't remember it, but I'm going to go to MacUpdate.com and look for it. Now, if it's boot CD, uh, yeah, that's the one. Find, yeah, unfortunately, that does not work with Tiger. Really? Mm, yeah, it said there. You know, I'm working either. You know, don't write me about. Tiger, it doesn't work on Tiger, unfortunately, but if you're on 10.3 and prior, um, this thing called Boot CD, and uh, I think you're researching it right now, but you may see I it. am researching same, it right now, and the the, part of the problem with this Bell's Palsy that's been driving me crazy for three weeks is uh, that my I can't blink my right eye. I can now close it, mm. which is new, but I can't, mm. it, it just doesn't blink automatically, mm. and so vision in my right eye gets very blurry very quickly, uh, and of course, I stand up when I podcast, and I have the, mo the the monitor is still down on the desk so these days it's hard for me to see but i'm seeing something here called boot image pal 
And uh, let me let me look at this quickly here. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the mic. Boot Image Pal is an application for making boot image design easier. It can convert a TIFF. Hmm. TIFF. That sound right. <laughs> what? I think they're talking about. Ah, uh, no, never image mind. Image. No, that's the wrong thing. Yes, <laughs> yes. So I see boot CD, uh, and I see hmm hmm carbon copy cloner. Uh, yeah. So, um, for the listeners, if you're aware of a utility that works on Tiger oh, yeah. that lets you make a bootable huh. Tiger CD, we'd like to know about it. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Huh. So I, once, I once stumped the geek, but then I'm stumped too because I couldn't find it either. Yeah. Wow, that <laughs> stinks. Yeah, so the thing is the utility's great, but unless you... Uh, you know, but but you have to have the uh, yeah. version on well, a bootable CD. Well, now I think uh, from ProSoft, and I I may be confusing uh, two pieces of software here, but I will I will go check. Um, I, I'm pretty sure from ProSoft, when you buy Drive Genius, you can actually buy a downloadable version that mm. will uh, that that will uh, burn to a, a CD that you can that you can boot from. It, oh, you can, it's probably an image. Yeah, it, you, exactly. You, you download an image and. And then you can burn it, you know, presuming that you do this beforehand, you know, before you have a problem or if you have a second Mac. Uh, of course, if you have a second Mac, you can always put it into FireWire mode and yada, yada, yada. Um, but, uh, yeah, that that's uh, that's how it works from them. Okay. So I like Drive Genius. Um, yeah. We'll meet with those guys again, yeah. I think, at Macworld and just see uh, what's and the, new with that utility. The other one I like, and I, that's one of the ones I use, and the other one I like is uh, Disk Warrior, which now is the, the age-old Disk Warrior uh, from Alsoft. And I, I really like that, too, and have, have, have had experience where I've needed to use both. Uh, one first, maybe Drive Genius first, then Disk Warrior in order to get a drive to the point where it, they, they kind of do things differently. Um, one of them repairs directory damage by simply going through and tracing through and, and fixing what it finds. The other uh, goes through and rebuilds the entire uh, directory. Um, and, and so doing, but, but it, it can't do it if, if you're having issues. So I, I really like to use, I always keep both. And then I also have a boot CD that I made, uh, I guess with 10.3 with the, with the boot CD app. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I've got both apps on there and, uh, and can run them and, and that sort of thing. So it's, it's not a bad idea to, uh, to, to create that boot CD, even if you have to do it with a previous version of OS 10. Just don't run disk utility uh, from a previous it, to repair permissions. Rather, you can run it to to do the yeah. It, disk utility, like we said, does two things. This is Apple's disk utility. Jumping back a little bit, it does uh, uh, the 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 file system repair with what we assume to be FSCK in the background, and then it also does permission repair. Don't do permission repair on a drive with an older version of disk utility or even a new, well, newer version may be smart enough, but I still wouldn't chance it. Um, each version of the OS, in fact, each point version, 10.4.1 is different from 10.4.3 as a par, mm. as far as permission repair goes. So yeah, only run disk utility with the version of the OS that, uh, that it, that it, that, that it, that it's running on <clears throat> it, as far as repairing permissions for everything else. It's fine. But with repairing permissions, you got to be careful about that. So, that's uh, so that's 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 that. Now with uh, with Jeff, and I'm going to get a little uh, drink of water here because I'm parched. I tell you, you're parched. Yeah, I've been sipping my coffee here. I'm pretty uh, yeah, pretty right now. But um, and then I have a follow up because uh, okay. my pals Josh and Abby is yeah. in the city. Yeah, well, Jeff is in the city too, right? 
Jeff, no, Jeff's actually down in Austin. Okay. And this yeah. is a funny little side thing. When I say the city for the East Coasters, almost always it means New York City, though I'm wondering up where you are, Dave, in New Hampshire. When people say the city, do they mean Boston? They They usually mean Boston, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I knew I, I knew what you meant because I lived in Connecticut for years and I know where you are. So yeah, I, yeah. But John's talking it's about probably, Manhattan. Probably kind of regional. So if you're in Illinois and you say the city, it may mean Chicago. I don't know. Could be. Or in California, I'm not quite sure. But um, but yeah, we actually ha- I actually have a story that uh. Do they have cities in California? Oh no, never mind. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think they do. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we actually had a, a pretty positive uh, iBook repair experience at the uh, Apple Store in uh, Soho. Oh, okay. So I'll, uh, I'll tell you about that a little later. Okay. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, with Jeff and that's kind of where we're going with it, with, with him, he, um, when he tries to boot from into single user mode, it gets a kernel panic. When he tries to boot from the CD or the install DVD, uh, sometimes it comes up all the way. Sometimes it doesn't. And then it freezes. So, uh, I'm going to have him try and run the Apple hardware test. My guess is, and unfortunately Jeff's just not comfortable taking apart his Mac himself, but my guess is it's either Ram or the motherboard. Um, and I'm hoping it's the former, but if it's the latter, that's okay. Uh, there are, there are options for dealing with that. I'm actually going to, if I was closer to him, I would just simply go over and, and pull out some Ram chips and see what happened, but that's not the case. So, uh, I think instead of having him overnight, the machine to me here, I'm going to have uh, our good friend Shelly Brisbane head over and uh, and we'll pay her for her time to uh, to take a look at it for us. Yeah, some Macs get cranky about the RAM, and that's one of the first things, yep. especially if you get on the phone to them. They're like, okay. Take it out. Step one, because it, at, the Macs tend to be very, very picky about... About the uh, specs of the RAM. Yeah, absolutely. I remember there was a big fiasco with the... Uh, with one of the, the updates, uh, yeah. With the G5... Uh, there was a firmware update that, you know, a lot of people and, uh, you know, especially being geeks, I, I tend to, though I shouldn't, but anytime there's an update, I'm like, oh boy, especially a firmware update. So yeah. A firmware update for the, uh, that's right. Desktop machines. And what happened is boy, oh boy, it, it tightened up the requirements for the RAM. And so a lot of machines did not work anymore. They would have the kernel panic, stuff like that. And there was this big back and forth between users, Ram people vendors. they bought the RAM from and yep. Apple, Apple saying, yep. hey, we're, uh. You know, your RAM's not in spec, and the memory maker's saying, well, no, it is in spec, and a lot of them would be, you know, good about it and would swap the RAM out if yep. it wasn't. Um, yeah, that was, that was a big mess. We haven't seen one like that. <laughs> no, the, 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 the one that I remember uh, was the one that where they hit the Pismo PowerBooks, the old black PowerBooks. A, a firmware update came out on a Friday afternoon uh, that, that tightened the spec on the RAM. And, uh, and of course, you know, so this whole weekend went by where Ram vendors were tearing their hair out and nobody could get in mm-hmm. touch with anybody at Apple and this whole big thing. And, and, uh, finally, you know, I started thinking my Ram had gone bad. I didn't attribute it to the firmware update and, you know, fine. And that sort of happened to everybody. And then, uh, the, you know, the consensus, consensus came out that, wait a minute, this is related to this thing here. So, yeah, I, it, with firmware updates, and this is a bit of a tangent, but it's, it's valuable. Uh, it, wait, you know, check, check the various sites, come, come hear what we have to say about it. Go to Mac fix it, see what they've got to say, go to uh, Macintosh to see what they have to say. Uh, you know, check at Mac OS 10 hints, the forums there probably 
and and Apple really Apple's discussion boards are 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 a good place to uh, to see what the trends are. Unless it's a big problem and they start deleting the threads. Yeah, that's right. They've <laughs> they've got a nasty habit of deleting things that don't make them look so good. Which, uh, you know, well, uh, you know, who knows? It's, it's their boards, you know. It it is. It's their boards. They get to do what they want, but it it makes their own boards that much less valuable, and it really makes them look silly. But. Uh, at least initially, but who knows, maybe in the long run, uh, they've decided that it's worth it where to have, uh, nothing that, you know, makes their machines look bad on their boards, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but, uh, my guess is if it is the motherboard, you're not going to replace it yourself. Uh, at least most of us aren't. I certainly wouldn't. Uh, and there are a couple of options once the machine gets to that point. Uh, if you have Apple care and man, I'll say it, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Buy Apple Care if you have a Mac laptop. It is worth it. The thing will break, and the parts have to come from Apple. Listen to this. Well, I don't think it will break. Oh, my, my experience is every laptop I've had has broken in some capacity. Okay. And, and the parts have, and of course, not everyone will, but uh, the law of averages, at least my law of averages, and of course, Murphy is on my speed dial, so, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, is that something will happen, and the parts have to come from Apple. Now, com- there's companies out there, and I've got a good friend uh, who is involved with, uh, these days, with Tech Restore, and uh, who is a overnight uh, Mac repair facility. They repair iPods and PowerBooks and desktops, and they do a great job there. The problem is, their parts have to come from Apple. They mm-hmm. cannot buy, but the, the thing is, Apple won't sell them a motherboard because Apple isn't in the business of doing that. What Apple will do is sell them a PowerBook, which then they have to dismantle for parts. And that gets very, very expensive. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's possible that, you know, if you need a new motherboard for your Mac, if you go to one of these third party shops, you'll wind up paying, you know, six, seven, eight hundred bucks just for the parts. And then, you know, a couple hours, a couple hundred bucks worth of labor or whatever and ship it back and forth. Yeah. I've, uh, I've uh, used PowerBook Rescue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A number of years ago. Yeah. And, uh, they did a nice job. And, and what also happened. What, what did they uh, fix for you? Um, it was in my titanium. Mm-hmm. Actually, when I hit the titanium, now this was one of the, uh, uh, bad no. parts of the design, but the hinge design was terrible. Okay. So they basically introduced, I mean, it was very, Thin, very sexy, but the hinges yep. were, were basically two stress points just waiting to be broken. Okay. Basically, that's what broke is it cracked. The hinges cracked. Gotcha. So, uh, you know, they did a great job. Uh, another thing that they also do because uh, as the machine, uh, you know, got a little older, some yep. things, uh, other bad things did happen. And actually these guys, like, a, you know, a lot of the other repair places, if your machine is hopeless, which at one point it got something broke and it was... Yeah, it made sense for me to get a new machine. Yeah, they'll buy your machine. They will buy the machine and give you money for the parts. Cool. And tossing it in the uh, right because because again they can use those parts. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's actually that's actually a good example because there are times when it makes sense to go to one of these these non Apple repair facilities. Um, you know, if you're out of Apple Care, obviously you want to consider this. But uh, but for a motherboard or something like that, Apple actually offers something called their flat rate repair program. Uh, uh, and, and it, the price ranges from anywhere from, I think like 200 and 200 bucks to 320 bucks for a power book. And you send it in and see Apple's repair facility is basically built to only to help people that have Apple care, which means we fix everything. We, we don't, you know, nickel and dime you on this stuff. We just fix everything. So 
uh, the way if you don't have Apple Care, you can essentially buy Apple Care for one repair, which gets you that repair. And if I'm not mistaken, 90 days worth of of warranty on whatever they repaired there. Uh, and it's called the flat rate repair. And you send it in and they fix everything that's wrong with it. So if you need a new motherboard for with a PowerBook, it's 320 bucks and you've got a new motherboard. And if you needed a new screen and a new DVD drive at that point, well, you get that too. And if your keyboard's shot, yep, that too. Uh, you need a new hinge, you need a new case, the whole deal, they'll just run through it. Uh, the problem with that though, and correct me if I'm wrong, John, or if you think I'm wrong. Oh, I will. You're good. <laughs> is that I think that flat rate repair doesn't, uh, it doesn't get you if you, if you like bash the machine with a hammer, is that right? I think it's, it's still only, I think it's treated like a warranty thing, but I may be wrong. The flat rate repair doesn't apply in all situations. Yeah, and actually, um, this is the thing. Uh, it's a good lead-in, actually, to uh, what my friends uh, uh, Josh and Abby went through. Yep. That they had a um, iBook, and it was uh, encountering a very bizarre problem where, depending on if where you, that the screen would snap in and out. Oh, okay. Uh, sometimes it would be on, sometimes it would be off. Of course, you could go to external video, but that wasn't you know, a, a solution, of course. Right. It is a portable. And so they asked me, well, what do you suggest? And I'm like, you know, I, it was like, you know, John, do you want to come over and take this thing apart? And then I went online and looked at it and I'm like, no, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> let's go because you have an Apple store in, uh, in Soho. Let's go there. And yeah. I knew about the flat rate program. Now the, the only downside, I think he, he did try to call Apple care, the Apple care line yeah. to ask about the program and whoever we got, it sounded like, you know, was it an odd hour? So it was, you know, one of the call centers. Sure. Somewhere, and the guy's like, you know, I will not be speaking to you uh, unless you give me a credit card. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, that's true. If you call Apple, be prepared to give them a credit card if you're if you're out of warranty. Uh, I believe they charge 50 bucks for the phone call, but they'll credit that back to the, the, the 320 or whatever for the flat rate repair. But, mm -hmm. but that's that's absolutely true. They, they'll, they, they want money before they'll talk to you. And frankly, that's how it works. I mean, if, you know, you have, the, you have a year's worth of warranty. Um, actually not what 90 days worth of phone support right nowadays and but a year warranty on the whole thing right. um, so if you're out of your 90 days even if you're you know at, at 180 days they're going to ask you for a credit card when you call them up uh, if you're not an Apple Care person and then uh, if you wind up doing the flat rate repair they don't charge you anything because you're within that that one year so um, yeah. but you, you gotta you gotta ask for it by name flat rate repair so right. So we went to the store. Yeah. Um, well, actually, you, you sign up online. You know, if you're going to go to one of the Apple stores and you want to talk to a genius, yep. sign up for an appointment because a lot of them, especially the one in New York City, I mean, you are you're not just going to waltz in there and say, "Hey, talk to me." Yeah. So, right. um, but anyways, they talked about the flat rate. You know, mm -hmm. we discussed that. They said yes. Uh, shipped it back, came back, and uh, the problem was solved. But I think yes, they did hint at you know, like if you smash it with a hammer, or you throw it off the top of the building or something. Then it doesn't they qualify. Decline. What they'll do yeah. is they'll look at it if they determine it was something that you yeah. know, was massive abuse on your part. They're going to decline to fix the, it. And I think just give. Well, it they'll, they'll decline on the flat rate, and then they'll ch start char nickel and diming you for parts or whatever they whatever you need. I mean, they'll still fix it, but it, the, the price changes wildly at that point. So. Right, so it's a it's a good program. It's worth a shot. Yep. you know, uh, I think theirs was yeah for the iBook was uh, three hundred bucks or something. Yeah, it's it's less for the iBook. The I think I'm pretty sure the PowerBook's three twenty. Uh, and remember, of course, Apple Care you can get it. I just I just bought Apple Care for my uh, for my uh, PowerBook, my my fifteen inch. 
And, and through small dog, I was able to get it for like 269 bucks. So that's just one flat rate repair oh. and you're good to go. Well, you so, got to throw them too. Yeah. They, they, they offer a pretty good discount and you, yeah. you, and, you get the cute uh, little doggies, right? Yeah. And you get the cute little doggies and, and who else? Uh, Expercom, E-X-P-E-R-C-O-M also offers, uh, discounts on Apple care packages. So those are the two people that, that, that I always check and always find it, you know, compare their deals and each one of them has deals every day and they fluctuate. So whatever day make you want to sure buy it, make yeah. sure it's for the right model. Yeah. And don't, if you're going to buy Apple care from one of those guys, do not buy it at the last minute because you have to wait for them to ship you the box before you can register. So if, if you, if it's the last day, the only option you have is to call Apple because they can sell it to you and in, and enable it right away. Uh, otherwise, you got to wait for the box to come. Open the box, mm-hmm. and the box has the you know the, the little thing in it. So, all right, uh, but we are going to move on from this. I'm sure the conversation will continue uh, as you folks send in uh, your thoughts and and that sort of thing. Speaking of sending in thoughts, uh, we have a couple of things to go through quickly here, and I believe I printed one of them. Oh yeah, about the iMac. Hey John, I. You know what? I realized uh, this didn't come to you, so this is going to be a surprise to all of you. Mm-hmm. But uh, Josh Kaplan sent in uh, sent in this note about the iMac G5 that we reviewed last week, and and says <clears throat> this may shock you, but the IR sensor hidden behind the Apple logo on the new iMac has another almost surreptitious use. It detects the brightness level, the ambient light in the environment, and dip, dims the status slash sleep light accordingly, so one can sleep with the computer turned on. And it won't light up the room. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, And we're not going through any questions here. Oh, I guess we will answer one question. Um, Because Sandro Cuchilla and and Peter also uh, sent in something about this. We talked about last week how uh, the... um, You could use the the boot CD to reset the the administrator password on, on any Mac and... Basically said, if you get, uh, if you get your Mac, if you, if you, if someone else has their, gets their hands on your Mac, you can, uh, th- your data is theirs. They can, they can always get into your data. And we get a couple of you writing in and saying, oh, no, 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 you guys got it wrong. Uh, and basically said, um, if you use Apple's open firmware, firmware password, you can set, uh, a, uh, a password on the whole Mac and it'll keep it from going into firewire target disk mode. It'll uh, keep it from booting the Mac. It's built into the motherboard and they're right. Uh, there's the open firmware utility for tiger is actually on the software install CD in the application slash utilities folder. And the version uh, for previous versions of the OS is uh, available at Apple's website, apple.com slash support slash download slash open firmware password dot HTML. Of course, we'll put that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And and they're right. That will keep someone from doing all the things they mentioned. However, they're wrong uh, because it won't what? keep someone from taking the hard drive out of the computer. And and Sandro actually mentioned this uh, in in the email. So so you got the whole the package there. But uh, if someone takes the hard drive out of the computer, then the open firmware password only applies to the computer. So once the hard drive is removed from it, you can put it in another case, and boom, the data is theirs. File Vault. Uh, which we talked about a little bit. Yes, that would pr- presumably protect data, uh, depending on how good your password is. So, because I believe it encrypts it when you log out, and then when you log in, it will ask for the password and decrypt the data. Right. 
your personal data anyways. So, um, and, uh, we got a comment from Scott Barman, uh, that, that, uh, that I'm going to let run here. So, uh, I think that's it, right? We talked about everything else. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to let Scott Barman, uh, our, 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 our favorite fact checker for the Mac geek, uh, sent something Thank in. You, his Scott. What's that? We thank Scott. He keeps yeah. us honest. He, uh, he does. Hi, yeah. Dave and John. This is Scott, the Unix geek from the DC area. I hope you guys are having a very good holiday Thank and that you and the listeners of the Mac Geek Gab get all the goodies they've asked for. Now, I'm a bit behind in my podcast listening and took some opportunity to catch up, but I came across one listener question that I could help with. I apologize for forgetting that listener's name, but he was having problems with voice recording levels on a PowerBook. The problem is that the audio import on a PowerBook is not a powered port, so you will need a preamp in order to bring up the audio levels. For those of us on a budget, I could really recommend the Griffin iMic. The Griffin iMic is about $35, and they call it an external sound card and it plugs into a USB port. For us Mac users, there are no drivers necessary because it just works. Like everything else on a Mac, it just works. In fact, I happen to be recording this on a 17-inch PowerBook G4 using a Stennheiser PC150 headset connected to a Griffin iMic. To record, I have used GarageBand, but this time I'm using Audio Hijack Pro, which is yeah. really a neat application. Killer, man. One of the things I really like about Audio Hijack Pro is that I can save the files directly as an MP3 without being forced to use iTunes to convert the files to MP3. It keeps it out of my iTunes library, and I can leave the iTunes library for the music and the podcasts. I'm glad to hear that Dave is feeling better. Thank you. I watched my cousin go through a bout with Bell's palsy, no and fun. it wasn't fun. But you will eventually get better, hopefully sooner rather than later. Appreciate it. Keep up the good works, guys. And until next time, this is Scott signing off from the D.C. area. Thank you, Scott. That's uh, that, that's a that's a great, great, uh, great comment there. Excellent. And actually, I have one of those. We, we did some early experimentation with the audio setup here. And another nice thing it does, it gives you mic and line level inputs. Correct. Yeah, so you can plug an instrument into it if you like. All right. Uh, so that's uh, that'll wrap up this week's show. Next week, well, we can't tell you what's happening next week. Because you tell me? No, if we did this, it's next year. That's like looking into the future, man. That'll bring all kinds of, the, the, it's like opening Pandora's box. We can't, we can't do that. No, no, there's no way. Absolutely no way. You don't I, know I, I forbid it. Yet, do you? Hey, listen. <laughs> Thanks to our sponsor, Kowali. Uh, go check out their cases at kowali.com. Uh, of course, if you want to sponsor the Mac Geek Gab, we are members of the Backbeat Media Podcast Network. Uh, thank you, all of you, for your comments in iTunes, the reviews. That's great. Uh, and, and you've actually been honest in the reviews, which is even better. It gives people a sense of what they're going to get. I think that's killer. Uh, so it's not just all raving reviews with even some, some constructive criticism and, and that sort of thing, which, again, mm -hmm. we may or may not change what we do. But, of course, it, like I said, the reviews give people – well, no, it gives people an idea. I mean, if somebody says, well, I like this part, but I don't like that part – Great. It, you know, it gives a, a prospective listener an, an idea. Sure. And it ties a name to the person so we can find Yeah, so we can, we can find you. That's right. <laughs> uh, so I think that's, uh, that's it. So, uh, yeah, we got we to gotta get out of here. 
What else we got here? Uh, Gmail it. invites. We're kind of behind on that, but hey. We'll get them to you. Uh, audio comments to MacGeekGab at MacObserver.com uh, or 206-666-GEEK. Check out the show notes at MacGeekGab.com slash podcast. And Michael, thank you for converting us to AAC every week. You, sir, are a rock star. Welcome. Stay subscribed. Thanks.